0: This is the no flamingo hockey podcast brought to you by shiny co featuring Cal wild T-bone and producer Danny.
1: All right, boys, this is it. The no flamingo hockey podcast. We're back. This is episode one. We, uh, had the intro drop last week. Lives have changed. Nothing will be the same. I'm going to throw it over immediately to Cal wild. Cal, how you doing buddy? And, uh, What'd you think of that uh, reaction to the intro?
0: Oh man, honestly, phone is blowing up. The reactions have been, you know, amazing. Uh, just thank everybody for the support so far. And we're just getting started. You know, uh,
2: producer Danny, off to you, man. Yeah, no, you're right, man. I think somebody recognized me at the Shoppers Drug Mart the other day. He's like, you're part of the NFH. And I'm like, hell yeah, I am. <laughs> nah, but it's good. The numbers the numbers are blowing up. They love the hat. That's what it was. I'm feeling real good about it. I'm feeling real good about... Our first guest, our first official guest. It's not just us talking on the pod for once, Hey, eh, T-Bone. That's it. That's it. My, yeah. My mom works at Shoppers
1: Drug Mart. It's all good. Um, right. She definitely loves her producer, Danny. I was She's was going to visit her.
2: Su-
1: yeah, big, yeah. Big supporter of the show, Sheila. We appreciate that. Um, yeah. Honestly, um, it's been unreal. It's been unreal since, uh, since this intro dropped. Uh, we're excited. Got a lot of momentum and support behind this thing. And we're just psyched to get to our first real episode here. Incredible guest um, who was kind enough to come on. So uh, we're gonna let you know all about that and throw it on over real shortly. Before we go any further here, guys, we do want to uh, here at the No Flamingo Hockey Podcast we do want to take a moment, uh, really just to address this entire Kyle Beach um, Chicago Blackhawks story that the entire hockey world and and even beyond is, is really focused on right now. Obviously here, um, we just want to say, you know, Kyle beach, you might never, never hear this, but, uh, we think you're an absolute hero, buddy. And what you're doing is brave and is right. And, you know, let's continue this conversation for sure. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Thank you for your story.
1: Yeah. Hopefully, uh, it's leads to a better, better place for the culture there. Absolutely. Boys, the change starts with a conversation, right? Yes, sir. We're going to throw it over to our guest. Absolutely amazing guest. Really, really good interview. Great dude. Um, Played a few seasons in the big show with the Leafs, with the Blue Jackets, the pride of Summerside PEI. We've got Daryl Boyce, former Leaf, former Columbus Blue Jacket, and just a great interview. Great guy. Had some incredible hockey stories for us, uh, talking about his journey to the show and what happened when he got there. And, and Cal, we got some awesome stories out of, uh, out of Daryl.
0: Yeah. Some big time names, you know, he was fortunate to share locker rooms with, uh, a pretty famous story and tweet, uh, where he ripped open his nose, uh, pretty, pretty awesome. Uh, yeah. And just his time spent in the league and, and what it took to get there.
1: Absolutely. One of the best chirps from a from an assistant coach after laying on a, on a gurney, getting your nose operated on. I, I don't want to spoil it, but uh, we'll throw it over without further ado. Daryl Boyce. We got, uh, we got the man. We told you all about him. Here he is. Daryl Boyce. Boycer, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's our pleasure. It's our pleasure. I'm still, I'm not sure, uh, you know, what we did to get you to agree to do this. We do uh, we do thank you for coming on. Love the uh, love the background. Got the blue and white going back there. That's uh, looks like my bedroom. I'll be honest with you.
3: Yeah, <laughs> this is the only place my wife has allowed allowed me to hang my jerseys. It's in the garage, so it's uh, it's stacked up. I think they're on top of golf clubs. So <laughs> <laughs> amazing. <laughs> that works. That works. And
1: where are we catching you? uh you're on the island. You're in PEI, right? Yeah, in uh, Prince Edward Island.
3: There you go. You're staying out. Uh, is that full year round? Or are you? you come back yeah, for we're here full full time right now I uh we were in Moncton for the last three years and now uh back in Prince Edward Island um, coaching with the UPEI Panthers right now and then helping out with uh um, Forby just, yeah that's right Forby yeah <laughs> great guy yeah
0: they've uh in my career we uh we yeah crossed his paths quite a few times i guess he was buddies with a coach dan wildfong do you know that name he sends a lot of guys used okay. to down there and yeah so we can talk about that later but yeah
3: yeah and uh helping out with the summerside western capitals as their uh director of player development nice dude you're keeping busy still involved in the game love to hear that bud
1: yeah any exactly. uh any studs on the, in the lineup this year, you think down for UPI? UPEI? How's that looking?
3: Yeah, there's actually a couple of kids that are, uh, you know, a couple of kids that will be there last year here in UPI, uh, UPEI and probably will go on to play professional hockey. And then, uh, got a couple of young guys coming in. Actually, we've got, uh, Nick Antropov's son. No shit. Oh, All right. Yeah. There you and, go. Antro. Yeah. It's funny. Like just, you know, I've been there for probably four or five weeks now and, just in the last week he's like did you you, ever, you played with my dad didn't you I'm like <laughs> well I don't know I don't know if you consider playing with your dad like I, I got one game and got hurt and you know basically showed up at the year-end party <laughs> I mean go. that's a nice uh,
0: that's a nice little segue there boy sir. Uh, yeah tell
3: us about that
0: that experience you know kick us off with that old
3: regime right it was still with the Brian McCabe's the Matt Sundines, Darcy Tucker Ooh uh, you know, that's what we, our age group, right? Like that's what we all grew up on. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I came out of, it's funny. I joke with the, the guys I went to university with and I played 12 months prior, I was playing in the CIS championship <laughs> and now really? I was playing in like in an NHL hockey game. So it's, it's just funny how, you know, where life will lead you dude, it's unbelievable. Crazy. It's, it, it is.
1: It's, it's absolutely unbelievable. CIS yeah. to uh, share in a locker room with the Swedish God himself, Matt Sundin. I I got to jump right in there. I I'm the hugest Matt Sundin, Mark, not even funny. I think he's just a, a God among men, probably the best hockey player I've personally ever seen in my life for whatever that's worth. I'd love to hear anything you can tell me about Matt's and and maybe to kick off. Did you take anything of his, did you grab like a shirt, some socks, anything? Did you get any gear? <laughs>
3: No, I didn't. But all I still remember, like suspenders, right? He he always wore.
2: <laughs> right.
3: I think you always remember, like seeing those intros of Hockey Night in Canada, and him just like you know, he was just a like you said, a, like a man amongst men. Like yeah. he was just like he had such a presence like uh around him and uh just like so business like. Like he was just so well respected in the room, right? Like me, little old me just walking around there. I felt like I at times I wasn't doing anything, but I still felt like I was doing something wrong. Just like just <laughs> be busy in a corner somewhere, just like get out of the way. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean,
1: were the boys pretty good? Do you like any, anyone stand out who was kind of like, you know, it's all good, kid. You're going to be good. Or any anything stand out? Or was it all like so quick that it, you didn't really have the shot for that to happen, had that all play out?
3: No, everybody was really good. Like I got called up, um, got called up from Houston and flew in and they didn't know if Darcy Tucker was going to play. So long story short, Tucker plays and I, you know, practice for the week with the boys and then get sent back down, come back up in my very first game, blow my shoulder out out for the season. And I'll still remember going into uh, getting dressed, like shoulder and a sling at the time. And Darcy Tucker is like smart move, kid. (laughs) Basically basically like good spot to get hurt. Yeah, exactly. You're collecting you're collecting NHL paychecks for the rest of the year. Oh <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, there you what, go. Lots like what that. a move. Like what a move. And I'm just like, oh my God. Like
1: <laughs> so I, think I,
3: clocked, I clocked like a minute 20 in the first game there.
1: Hey, that's that's a minute 20 more than uh more than most of us. I'll tell you that. What was so what happened? What was the actual play? Because I, I don't remember that one. I'm a diehard leaf guy. I remember most stuff weirdly. I don't remember the uh the injury. Talk talk to us a little bit about that.
3: I still I'm trying to remember as to like Who I was chasing across the ice, but I, you know, of the four shifts in a game, and if it's in the third period, so I come over the boards like like a madman, and I see a guy, a D-man, rushing the puck up the ice, and I just want to go over, make contact, make (laughs) make an impression on my one minute that gets me into game number two, hopefully, (laughs) right? So, and like no, like the player didn't do anything. I just like was going. Skating so hard across the ice, I missed him. He sidesteps me, and I just one foot over the other, trip shoulder <laughs> first, right into the. Like I go to brace myself and just crumple.
1: Okay, so you're so you're kind of lucky you didn't just break your fucking neck from the. Yeah. Of it. Like, yeah, honestly,
3: yeah, yeah, it was, that's a good way uh, to look at it. But like when I when I remember getting my gear off, my shoulder was basically right in front of my heart, like. <laughs> And they had to put the bed sheet around me and pull me to the, to the right. And while the doctor yanked on my arm to the left to get my oh, shoulder back into place.
1: Yeah. Jesus. Gee, I, well, I was going to, that was my next question. I was going to say like, was it one of those ones that really hurts or is it more just frustrating because you feel like you can go, but it's not working. It sounds like it sounds yeah, like it wasn't it was, feeling so hot. Yeah. I was, uh, I was done. <laughs> okay. That's wild. Um, and yeah, then, then I don't want to jump too far ahead, but, you have to wait what is it three years before you get another shot up uh with, with the club and it's a lot different at that point so what happens next you, you go into rehab you go back talk oh, you don't go into rehab no amy Winehouse store here but you you rehab the shoulder you get yeah. down to uh you get back down to the a with the marley is that right
3: yeah so like the next three years sort of uh the next two years sort of go by with like just riddled with injuries um I think it's the next year or the year after tear like MCL, ACL, patella tendon, like a complete oh tear God. of the knee. So that's another rehab of, you know, seven, eight months. Um, and how then are it, you staying into like, you know
0: what I mean? Like injuries are tough. You know what I mean? So how, what are you doing to just stay with it? You know what? it's
3: so funny you th- say that now is because that, that's one of the things you think about now at my age, like thinking like, how did you stay like in the moment to be able to continuously like grind, like yeah, day to day grind. Get up. Well, I the, first of all, I had great, like great trainers. Like they're all sort of like they went through the system, right? Marley's to the Leafs. Marley's to the Leafs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Aiouette, who's there now, as the head sh- uh, medical trainer there. He was with the Marleys, and Anthony something was there prior. But uh, yeah. yeah, great guys. And then we had uh, Anthony Belza, who was a strength trainer. We had Matt Nickel, we had Mark Fitzgerald, like unbelievable guys, Anthony Belza and uh, Fitzgerald, that were working with me every single day down with the Marleys, and just like you know, it was fun because like as much as you needed to rehab your knee, like they knew what you know, you'd get in there and you do your beach workout or stuff that you know, like (laughs) I know you have to rehab, but at least they engage with you and you're still socializing with the guys and you know they keep you upbeat. And yeah. it's always reassured you, the staff, the coaching staff, that you're, you know, you're a big part of the team. You're, you know, when you're, yeah, when you get back, like, you know, you're a big part of the team. So, uh, it's awesome or, organization, top down, like beliefs are second to none.
1: Oh, yeah. They, they, it sounds like they take care of it. And, and it's Paul Maurice at that point, uh, coaching the big club, correct? That
3: would have been the first time I would have first called. time yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so when you're injured and you go out, like, do you hear from a guy? Like, I'm, I'm just asking because I, you might not have heard. I've never played in the NHL, but, uh, do you hear from, uh, do you hear from a guy like that? Or is word come down from like a Paul Maurice just checking in, seeing how you are rehabbing, or is it just kind of
3: go get better and we'll, we'll wait and see if we can call you up again. Yeah. It's like out of sight, out of mind really for coaching staff anyways. Yeah, um, who can help me it, now? Yeah. And it's, it's sort of like that, right? Like they, it, it, as a coach, you've got like now being a coach in the last few years, like you're you're managing so many things like i just need to know can he play or not like can he play or not? and like working up the game days like trying to who's in who's out power plays how they shift around PKs, how they shift around you know you're six on five you're five on six like trying to organize all these little pieces at the end of the day you just need to know like who do we got who who can we slot in here and yes they do on their you know their downtime and whatnot they check in and, and stuff like that. But, uh, out of sight, out of mind,
1: sort of, you know, I kind of like doing this. We're we're a little bit of jumping all over the places because there's a lot of stuff to cover with you, but you're mentioning your coaching now. Who's the guy that, that you see yourself kind of modeling yourself after is, is, is there somebody there? Is it kind of like a, a grab bag of lots of stuff you've caught along the way? Or or is it like, no, you know what? Ron Wilson, someone else was just the man. I got to be like that. Like what what goes into
3: yeah. 10 years a leaf. Like it was Paul Maurice, and Ron Wilson. Okay. And, uh, Marley's we had Dallas Eakins and Greg Gilbert. So like, and then when I was in Springfield, like our coaching staff, there was Jared, uh, Brad Larson, mm-hmm. Jared Bedner, and Nolan Pratt hmm. and we were all like, that's avalanches staff now, Jared Bedner yeah. and Nolan Pratt and unreal brad just got the head coaching job there in columbus so like yeah fortunate to be around some really really good coaches
1: oh no kidding no kidding and are these guys that you'll still like text and grab
3: advice from you guys still keep in touch any of these guys i text you know always like when i was finishing my career i was texting uh wilson or emailing wilson and eakins and brad Uh, just for references and stuff. And, you know, Brad sent a a nice message, you know, we'll see you around. I'm sure of it. Uh, Little things like that, but uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty neat that like everybody says the cliche, the hockey world's so small. Right. So Mm -hmm. um, everybody's always, you know, whether it be coaches conferences or the draft, or you get to see people that you haven't seen in a while. And, you know, you get to reminisce on those times, like You know, (laughs) there's, there's some times that you share as a group that, you know, no one from the outside gets to see into like what we went through during that time, good, bad or indifferent, funny times, you know, times where they had to be disciplinary, like, you know, type of person, but like can laugh about it now, like as uh, like (laughs) how sort of screwed up it was, but. Yeah, (laughs) that's awesome, dude. I want to get back into, uh,
1: you know, when you're, you're working through, uh, with the Marlies again, get called back up to the lease. but before that, so you're back down with the Marlies and a name that's always been really super interesting to me, Dallas Eakins. And I always got the vibe that maybe he's like a really weird guy. Maybe he's really intense. Obviously I know nothing about him, but what's it like actually knowing him the way you do? What would you tell people who know nothing about this guy? What stands out about
3: Dallas? Well, Dallas, like, definitely got like you know onto the scene. Dallas, I guess, got like I don't know like how it was portrayed in Edmonton. I guess would be like his coming out party to like mm-hmm. I guess all of Canada. Um, and that I don't I just didn't think that that was like sort of portraying him the right way. Like you right. he always hear about like cleaning up the junk food in the media lounge. Like <laughs> okay, like. Yeah. I'm sure like maybe something like that happened or whatever, but that's just not him. like he was a he's really fun guy. Um, could be like such a like family man first, um, really into like conditioning. He was into yeah. um, the he had Lance Armstrong's coach, like bike coach, the Carmichael sure. group out of Colorado. Um, yeah, and like. Every week, he would take a different line and set a D, and we would do like a cardio rides with Dallas. So, like he, like not only did he talk the talk, he like walked the walk too. So, like he was on the bike right beside you. Dude, he's like oh. the,
1: he's like the minor league Rod Rod Brindamore without the body, maybe. <laughs> <Just> yeah,
3: <that. laughs> yeah, like he's he's the uh, he's definitely an endurance guy. Like mm. Rod looks like you know, like Crossfitter type guy, <laughs> Fair. but yeah. He looks like something powerlifter yeah. or something. Holy, but as I from what I knew prior to Dallas, like Dallas was a tough, rugged, like uh, defenseman during his time, was always a leader, a part of the leadership group on the teams that he played on. Um, so you know, like he knew the game, he knew like how to treat people, like. Uh, away from the ice and like, you know, away from the rink and at the rink. So uh, yeah, he got it. Like he was, he was a good, really good coach. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So let's flash forward
1: then, you know, yeah, 2010 and 2011, it's time to uh, unpack your suitcase. You're sticking around with the big club here for a while with the Leafs. Um, This is what I'm super excited to hear about everything, man. The first goal, the first, let's start here. Let's start with, You've made this team. You know, you're sticking around with the Leafs. It's a pretty different group than what you saw in 08, for sure. Um, What's the vibe when you walk into the dressing room? What's kind of, honestly, just to a fan, like what's going through your head? How how, are you just psyched to be back? Is it
3: surreal? What does it feel like? Well, yeah, I think I was in, uh, I think we were in Chicago uh, with the Marlies and uh, because Naz was still with the Marlies as well. And Mm. Dallas told me he's like, you're going up so i'm just like super pumped it's like right before maybe it's right after christmas it's right either right before or right after christmas you know going through all the stuff that i went through you know knee surgery shoulder surgery um it was like a you know huge feather in the cap to get make it all the way back like it's hard enough to go like make it there on like a very healthy, able body. And now <laughs> like, not to say that I was aging, but like, I've got a you know, now I've got a knee brace. Now I've got some like web, like some stuff in the shoulder. So I'm just like, you know, you're never as you're, you're a little bit gun shy. This, you know, when you've got a few things dinged up, you're maybe not as reckless as you, you once were, but mm. um, once you get to the big stage, man, then it's like, you let it all, you let
1: it all hang out. And that was your game too. You you were that, and, and this is where you and Cal I think have a lot in common or in, in terms of the play style. It was like, you're that energy guy, you're hitting everything that moves. You're not the biggest guy on the ice, but you're not playing any different. It, correct.
3: Yeah. Like, uh, like we talked about last week, like my sort of game like was the same no matter where it was. Like I couldn't, I wasn't the type of guy that go down a level. If I was to like, go down to the coast, I wouldn't be the guy to tear it up there. I, I'd mm, still block like, shots. Yeah, you know impacts. what I mean. i be, be the really good PK or second line PP. But that was sort <laughs> of my like. That was my niche. <laughs> oh,
1: I get it. We had Cal come out to one of our uh, D division games, and he couldn't turn it off. He he just dummied some fifty five year old man, just ripped the bucket off, and fed this guy his lunch. And that's just Cal, you know. That's it. No, I'm just kidding. He didn't do that. We uh. I've been, I've been bugging him. I've been trying to get him out, trying to get, trying to get him to come a little bit of D league, but he won't do it. Well, my first
3: first year after, like I was done playing a guy at work, invited us, (laughs) invited me out to beer league and I never got a call back. So like, (laughs) (laughs) what happened? What happened? I (laughs) have to get invited back. So, it's one of those
0: things they expect you to come out there. You know, you got, you know, in your case, NHL games or my case, minor pro games. And they're like, just go with score. And it's like, yeah. Man, <laughs> that's not why I'm here, bud. You know what I mean? And also, it's hard for me to do that. But yeah. Yeah.
1: No, you'd be okay. In our, we, can, we can get both you guys in next year. Okay. Well, we'll get both you guys, Danny's on that team too. And you tell by looking right at us too. It's a hell of a squad. No kidding. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so little things. I want to know about like, now that you're sticking around, you're traveling with the Leafs. Everything like what's the accommodations? What's the travel? What's the food like? Is it all just like between games? It's almost like a vacation world. Is that what it feels like? That's what I would guess.
3: Well, you get sort of like um, you, you you get introduced to this during training camp as to how this how this goes, and, and because it, when you're in preseason games, like you'll you'll take the charter to whatever city you're going to. So, <laughs> I was fortunate enough to be introduced to that stuff earlier. Um, and <laughs> like I told someone, you know, I went up and there's, uh, you know, the first front seats are for the staff and then the back half of the plane is for the players. And then there's like a, a little like section in the middle where they have the food. Mm. So I went and sat with my seat <laughs> and went up and got all these, like all this food. And I just thought it was like, that was, you know, that was the food for the trip. So I'm like, you know, got a plate or maybe two, like take it back to the seat and eat like really good. Right. Like, you know, they've got everything there, chicken skewers and souvlaki <laughs> and whatever, like all this stuff. And I sit down, I'm pretty full. And then like the waitress comes along and was like, so like, would you like, you know, chicken and pasta would you like steak? And right. You know, like I was just like, so oblivious to like what was going on, um, but yeah, like uh, accommodations are like unbelievable. You're staying at Ritz carltons all yeah. over the place, and uh, yeah, the the snack or the snack room and the meal rooms, like it's it's all it's all unbelievable. And those you always had
0: roommates. Did you guys have roommates, or you guys? Uh, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. You like that's again. This is like now the new CBA. Like you take like over whatever amount of kilometers you take first class, but back then and over everything after your first contract, you get your own hotel room now, I think. Mm-hmm. So if you're, if you're on your first contract, you have to share a room, but everything after that, I believe is uh, you can have your own room. Some guys choose not to. Um, but back in the day, I think it's like, it was like 400 games and you can get your own room. Okay. So I had, anyway. I, had a, I had a roommate at the time. I think I was with, I was with Clark MacArthur and Colby Armstrong, like a couple <laughs> of Yeah. I'm sure. No funny stories there. I'm sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Army. Yeah. They're both great guys.
3: Oh dude. Both awesome guys. Um, you keep in touch with the two of them at all or not so much? No, not too much. Like I was I, like, I was a fringe guy at best. Like, you know, I'm just trying to keep my head above water. They were just worried about so many other things and friends on that level. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. So anyways, they look, they're both having good careers after, I guess, uh, Clark is down in Florida. I think he was player development with Ottawa and then army's doing great things with sports then. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And uh, a little more about being on the road there. So those, t- those teams, those two years, like the, the 10 and the 11, um, just some absolute characters on that, on that leaf roster. And it, it's a period in the least, I know there wasn't a lot of success on the ice, but it's something I as a fan I'm sure, Danny, you'd agree, pal. You kind of look back at those years as like, these were fun years. Like this is where, you know, things are getting better for the Leafs. They're bringing in some good pieces and there's just some absolute characters. One guy that jumps out for me, Mikhail Grabowski. What, what was this guy like? What was Grabo like on, I see him on the ice, but what was he like off the
3: ice? He was just like, he was just a character, man. Just like a funny guy, like, you know, sort of like a little oblivious, but like, just like with the Russian accent, like really played up the Russian, like, you know, um, but they like that year, Grabowski, Kuhlman, and Clark MacArthur were like oh, yeah. fire. They, they tore it lights up. out. Lights tore out. up. Like, I think all of them had 60 points, mm-hmm. 60 points plus, maybe. Mm-hmm. But like, they were unbelievable. Like, man, that well, I can accredit getting to play on that line to getting in my first goal. So, like, that's the lead in my first game. I get on a line with. It's either Clark, maybe Grabowski's not playing. And I get the center, Clark and Kuhlman. Yeah, there you go. And all I, I chip the puck out. Chip the puck out to Clark. Clark passes to Kuhlman. Score. You get a point. <laughs> okay. point. Point gets you another game. Okay, uh, Yeah, huge. Next game, whoever's back, I get to play with Armstrong and Versteeg. Get my yeah. first goal on January 1st. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like those little breaks. Like it's, it's crazy dude. Crazy. talk
1: to us. So yeah. Jan one great, great day to score. Great day to score a first goal. So who are you guys playing and who'd you, uh,
3: who'd you beat be there to get that? In Ottawa, mm. in, in Ottawa. Yeah. Um January 1st. Yeah. So, and all it is like classic off the pa- like Versteeg. I think army passed to Verstig. Verstig went down the wing, shot it off the fire pad. I just drive the net. Bang. Science. Like, you know what Science. i mean like, yeah just just like you like just like a coach draws it up man shoot for the fire pad mm-hmm. it'll pop straight back out bingo yeah so uh, you know um like i said like one one buys you two two buys you you know another like stretch of games and then just like just continue plugging away just continue like clawing for just every Opportunity to get out there. Just don't be a liability in the defensive zone. As a coach, now you're just like, Fuck, I can't put him on the ice. I can't put him on there. You don't know what he's going to do. As long as you're predictable, coaches respect that because, like, if I get a puck on the wall, he knows I'm going to get it out. It's like, okay, well, he can go back out there. I don't have to worry about him. That's yeah, that's, that's it. Do.
1: That's it. And that, that's the funny thing is like the little, you're talking about just like what well, you do to get one more game, get one more game. Maybe it's a big hit. Maybe you're throwing the puck up and cool him in or MacArthur's put one in the back of the net. It's like, thank God. Like, and that's just kind of like, that's the mindset that that seems stressful as hell to me. Cause you're trying to just go out and do your thing, play your game. But all you're thinking about is how do I get one more?
3: Well, that's it. Right. Like to me, to me is a different mindset than someone else though. Like, right. Yeah. Like, they're trying to like, You know, they're working like I'm just like trying to. How, what can I do to stay around? What can I, you know, like I understand my situation. I'm a 100% fringe guy. Like, how do I claw a career out of this? How can I be that, like, you know, nine through 12 on an NHL team? What do I have to do? You know, like Ron Wilson, man, he like he hit the nail on the head. He's like, Get better at face-offs, and you will have a career. In yeah, that. he's like just get better because like I could skate, p like do PK. If if I was a you know fifty-five percent face-off guy, you you will he's have a wall. job somewhere. Third you line, line guy. Like yeah. David Steckle, Like David mm. Steckle Cart. Like Stex was a great play, put- and he was a great guy too. Like mm. unbelievable guy. Um and we would work on face-offs and stuff. And I ran into him over my career in Germany after the fact, but, you know, he was one of those guys, he like, he was dedicated to his craft of, you know, being a really good face-off guy. And once like the media got wind of that, of like, you know, now we're talking about like back then, like analytics and, you know, statistics on face-offs and like that became sort of polarizing to the media. And, yeah. It was just like, he's the best. He, he is the best. And it garnered him so much attention at being the best. And he, he just like had a great career off of it. There's there those
0: guys now that they just, you know, they, they continue to make those careers off again. We used to call it those details, right? Like, you know, the attention yeah. to those details and it's, that's incredible. You know, hopefully we, we, you know, we work up to get some younger listeners, but I just think that's a pretty cool message to take away. Like, you know what you do, you know what I mean? Do it well. And then, yeah be able to expand i just think that's that's amazing you know because uh yeah you you're saying all the right things which is you know that's what made you so successful which is which is amazing i commend you more than anything It,
3: it is right like you've got you obviously you need to continuously like work and add elements to your game like you know like if your shot's not good you still have to work on your shot but you always have to make sure that like you know the core things that makes you you that you do those well and you do them better than anybody else and you like continue to like elevate that along the way, mm-hmm. but continuously like you you want it to be as as rounded as possible. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, man. Um, let's get into a couple
1: stories we've been we've been excited to talk to you about because you had a couple memorable moments. Um this is where my <laughs> this is where my like fanboy shit kicks in pretty hard because I remember where I was when both of these things happened. To you, not for not for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go uh we'll go one at a time and and one, we're gonna we're gonna put it up on Instagram with a uh I'm viewer at it warning. Right now. It's it's grisly, dude. We're uh, yeah, we're talking not, about one of the one of it? the uglier not safe, for, not safe for TV or not, not safe for work. <laughs> not safe for work, exactly, yeah. dude. It's uh it's one of the my gross face hurts. Her, yeah, my face hurts, I don't know why was the tweet. And Seriously.
3: you got your nose
1: torn apart.
3: And honest to God, like think of how long ago this is. Twitter like just coming around. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, yeah. just should have bought stock in this thing when I was, <laughs> you know, like, throwing no a shit. Dish. But,
1: um, yeah. I yeah. Guess. T- talk talk to us about that because it's, it's a game. I forget who you bounced off of. I think you went to throw a check and you either connected with the guy or missed him and somehow, freak accident, you catch your nose in the fucking camera cutout of the glass. So the first question, aside from how bad did that hurt, were you pissed off? last year in the playoffs when Jeff Petrie stole your bit and tried to do the same thing with his hand, or did you not even think about it?
3: You know what? Like every time now you see something in turn, like referring to the camera hole or like, you know, people get fingers or pucks go through it. And like, I'm sure they've, they've upgraded the whole camera hole system as well. Like in the rinks in Moncton, like when the play is in there, in the zone they put a like a little shield over it now mm-hmm. like back in the day it fe- it looked like those things were you know they were sharpened they it, <laughs> they, they, weren't they were sharpened yeah
1: you had fucking jigsaw setting up yeah. the rank before you guys went in yeah um but, but t- tell it, us about can, it what, what, what yeah, happened there. a
3: little story on it it's awesome. you know um we're playing carolina and i already have a goal that night so of my five goals, <laughs> one of them is in this game. Um, so it's funny because you see it, like I've got a, a picture of celebrating that goal and, you know, no more than 20 minutes later, I'm getting rushed to the, you know, plastic surgeon's table. What? Uh, yeah, I'm chasing down a puck on a four check and uh, Joe Cor- Corvo is the D-man for Carolina at the time. And again you know, just trying to hunt down pucks, you know, <laughs> no, it's sort of like no, um, no regard for my yeah. own human body. Like just I'm just down a puck and trying to lay the body to make contact and just completely miss them again, slide off the shoulder. And I don't know how it happened. Honestly, like, I don't know if you could do it again, if you tried, but <laughs> slide off the shoulder and the face just like, just like slides through the camera hole and i i get up from it claw up and i just like not that it's like there's no gushing of blood or anything like that but you could just like it was like sixth sense of like something's wrong here like i can't see it but like i feel like numb and i feel like cold blood somewhere like so i'm like okay gotta go off the ice and At the time like there's the attendant right there at the door and i knew i was in that bad of shape that i couldn't go back to the bench i needed to go right to the dressing room so i'm standing as the play is going by like i'm standing on the door knocking on the door at the the door attendant to let me through and he whistled that door open so fast after he saw me and then i made down the hallway back to the uh back the trainer's room yeah and if you can see the picture there online it's just like
0: <laughs> it's so a like tough, at, what, it's a tough. at what point did you okay so you, you could sense it but at what point did you know that you know it was it was more than
3: yeah i think i told you guys this too it's so uh... Uh, Tim Hunter is one of the assistant coaches on staff, and if if you guys know noses, is, is he's got a big nose. Oh yeah, <laughs> been in a lot of fights over his day. So uh, you know I, they've got me on the table, they've got the the mask, and trying to do what they can. And Tim pokes his head in, and he's like, "Holy fuck!" <laughs> and once he said that, I was like, "Oh my god, I can't <laughs> imagine what this is looking like right now." But uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> surgery later, like it's it's not too too bad right now. Um, <laughs> no, it looks normal, dude. Looks like yeah. a normal nose from here. Yeah, it's it's on there. But I was yeah. I bet you I was like, cause it went through like across here onto my face. I still have a scar like down my cheek, but I'll bet you it would be like an inch. If I went another inch through the tip here, it would have yeah. like cut this whole nostril off right through tip of your nose so it would have oh. essentially been able to flap right back
2: on your cheek Jeez, Louie, and not bad not a bad not one not bad at all not
1: bad not bad so, hey so i got a question
2: know. on that too though yeah, yeah the the stereotypical hockey player usually uh, you know when you get a bad energy you break a leg or something like that and you're always like can i go back out there though was that kind of like was that true Was that your first question when you were on the table and the guy's like holy fuck man were you like does that mean i can't get back out there or what? what, what was that like definitely not like
3: <laughs> like okay like tonight's tonight's done like tonight's yeah. done already got a goal in the bank you know <laughs> and took the no another game like let's get him the next day but uh yeah definitely not it's funny you say that because we had a player in this week and you know took blocked a shot on his foot and like so like so cliche of hockey players and like that whole thing like he can barely walk on this on on his foot and he's like like you know and we're in preseason he's like if you need yeah. me to go like i'll go <laughs> man we, okay, we but, don't need you to go <laughs> but let's let's go on to that
0: because you know you're you're fighting to get into these games you know what i mean so take us through that surgery and what's happening in the next you know we did have a we, we talked about this before but what happened in the next kind of 48 72 hours
3: well Danny I don't know if you can like if we can stat check this as to when the next game is like I don't here know you go, Danny here you go I mean, yeah give me give me a sec let me take a look it up well you'd have to like one of so I scored in the game against Carolina so I don't know how you find it but the next game's against <laughs> Buffalo Okay. Oh, I don't know what the day period in between these games are. Like, I feel it was like a Tuesday and a Saturday. Yeah. Um, so Tuesday, go to St. Mike's, get stitched up, back home. Okay. Next, next day, go and see the doctors. It's bad. I'm sort of like reassessing things. Like, so, okay. Yeah. You're out for a couple of weeks for sure. So I'm letting, you know, trying to let this sink in now. Like I've had a night's sleep. I've checked in with them again, gone home. And then I'm just like, okay, like, what are we doing here? Like, yeah, ha- like, so I'm out for a couple of weeks. So I talked to uh, a former coach, uh, my UMB coach and we're talking about it. And like, as a like, probably, he was probably calling to check up on me. Like, and we just ch- chatted about, you know, if like, don't keep, like is it it's broken you got a broken nose of course but like can you can you play like well yeah like i can play and it's and then i just got on the the mindset of like okay it's a broken nose people have broken noses before and played like yes mine is gruesome and Mm -hmm. if you see the image like yeah that looks really bad but at the end of the day i'm the same it's the same broken nose as just like you know any other fracture so the next day I'm back at the trainer's table. I'm just like trying to convince them now as to like, (laughs) I can play. Yeah. I'm going to get a shield and I'm going to (laughs) play. And they're like, fuck, I don't think so. Like, what do you guys think? And they're going back and forth and I might've got a practice in on a Friday and felt okay. And then go to Buffalo, take the warm up, and Tim Hunt, was fine. Like Tim Hunter comes in the room. He's like, can you can you go? And I'm <laughs> like, Yes, I can go. And that was it. I was I was with the Leafs for the rest of the year, never missed a game. I <laughs> got it here.
2: Um Saturday. Sorry, you played on a Thursday, you were back on the ice on Saturday. Oh, a okay, so to, to, had had
3: little quicker than that then. Like <laughs> I guess I'm just like I'm I'm talking with them the next day on the Friday. And yeah, the Friday night we just sort of we go over things and Saturday they let me skate in the morning and then took a warm-up and played.
1: Yeah. That's amazing. And you know, just put that in perspective. You you rip your nose halfway off your face and you're back at work in two days, right? Yeah. I get I get a head cold and I take three days off. Um I got a question for you around that time too. Um I want to get into another character because getting any, any kind, whatever, tell me whatever you want to tell me, tell me to fuck off if you don't have anything about him. but uh guy that's always interested the hell out of me. I believe he was on the team at the time. Tim Conley. Was he with you guys then? Or was he from the earlier iteration? I know you oh, played with him no, at some like point. He was a
3: big like free agent signing. Yeah. I I
1: Regardless, like I know you played with him with on the lease at some point, right? And yeah. what, what was his whole vibe? Cause he just seemed like a kind of a very unique
3: dude and, I just remember I'm like, I'm like you, I was a fan of Tim Conley, yeah. like of Buffalo days. Like he was like the uber skilled, like, uh, Tim Conley. Like when, when the Leafs got him, it was like a huge, like I thought that was a huge deal. Absolutely. Right. Like that's a number one center, like, you know, and I guess it just didn't work out. Yeah. He was coming off.
1: Like he had at that point, I know he had like a ton of concussion issues and all that stuff. And, People weren't sure if the. I remember it was like a two-year deal. I want to say, and people were like, "Oh, don't worry. If it's no good, it's the second year is going to be here before you know what type of thing." And yeah, didn't quite work out. Uh,
3: shocker, shocker. Uh, yeah, for the truthfully, least. I didn't know him. Like you, you meet all these guys in training camp, but yeah, you know, <laughs> my number was so high at training camp that you know, don't. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Cal? So you, you get those high number guys. You never have to worry about those guys. Oh yeah. now what's what's the highest number you had cal
1: one of the (laughs) one of these training camps uh i went to the american league the one
0: year and i was just 42 so you know boys played with 47 so but yeah it's a training league you know training camp number for sure
1: yeah another story i wanted to get into um i remember this one too and i remember when i I met you a number of years ago so um daryl and i have a mutual friend great guy you know anything about oysters in this country you're gonna know exactly who the fuck i'm talking about um so we're hanging out at his wedding and uh my pal and he does me a favor he's like i'm sitting at a table with daryl i'm like fuck off no shit really really he's like he's like yeah he's like do me a favor don't don't bug him the whole night hey i'm like yeah get out of here so i'm sitting across daryl just pretty much doing this interview but like what seven eight years ago like (laughs) like just asking all these stupid questions and You told me about it that night, but I'd love to hear you talk about it again. Um, The Jody Shelley hit where, where, where Rosie jumps in after. Um, I remember that Shelley just absolutely burying you. I want to say it was a preseason game. Is that right?
3: Yeah, it was in Philadelphia.
1: Talk to us about that one.
3: Uh, Yeah. Don't remember too much of it, but um, do remember like, I think he got like a 10 game suspension. So it was a, it was a good hit, but man, Rosie, such a great fighter and like a good teammate, you know, he was always there uh, every beck and call. So he like, no regard, just right in there. Like just the way he played, right. Like protecting teammates through and through. And he went toe to toe with him. And yeah, that was the, the first time I think I ever went through Concussion protocol would be that one because I sort of remember the uh, <laughs> sort of remember uh, <laughs> the, the questions that they ask, you know, like remember all these words, elephant, this, that, and the other thing. But yeah, Holy fuck. how long did that
1: put you up for? Were, were you on the uh, sideline for a little bit from that one or what?
3: No, let that's, that's preseason, man. You're right back up, you're ready to there go. You go.
1: Yeah, <laughs> why not and then what happens between you and 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 Rosie are you like what, what's the conversation like I mean I've never had a buddy stand up and fight for me that way Uh <laughs> so I wouldn't know what uh well what like kind your of word, you out? don't
3: just get into fights with people like on you know not a normal day <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know I, mean? I guess that's right I guess that's true eh uh you know like it, it it's such a good thing right like it's such a I don't know when you fight, like your coach comes in, like great, like you know, Rosie, fucking great job, you know. And obviously, every time a guy fights for you, you know, you're just like, fuck, man, thanks, I appreciate it, because like, you know, you're defenseless in that moment, and you'd expect you would do the same for them, and that's the whole thing. That's the that's what hockey is, right? If you can, you're willing to defend, everyone, right? And you don't expect like even skill guys to an extent stick up for one another, but that's not their role. The, the guys were the, the four through nine, depth, four depth guys, four through 12 type guys. Like, you know, you don't expect your first line PP centerman to be doing this stuff, but everybody else, it's like, that's what we do. We stick up for one another. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Good segue into, uh,
1: just kind of a rapid fire top of your head. You had a, you had a couple of good scraps in your. Uh, in your day. I don't don't recall any in Toronto. I want to say and we'll get into Columbus here. Maybe maybe there was in Toronto. I'm not saying it didn't happen. Just nothing comes to my mind right away, but I know in Columbus, I remember you having a scrap or two. What was it like in the NHL when you got to sort of drop the mitts the first time and any, any sort of standout and a little bit about that?
3: Uh, I had, I don't know who I fought in St. Louis. Like you're almost like any borderline hits, you like go and fight them just because (laughs) It's just it, it allows you to get sort of like try to get momentum for your team, not to say like the fight was or the hit was dirty or malicious or intent to injure. It's just like, fuck, this is a great moment to like send Sorry. a message to your group, and maybe in the same like at the same time, get yourself going. Maybe you're not having a great game. Maybe that's your like sort of like you say, like a segue into getting your shit together for the rest of the game. But yeah, I fought uh, I fought Alligator in in Detroit when
2: I was with oh, Toronto. Yeah.
1: Scrappy dude, that guy, man,
3: holy, yeah. yeah. How'd that one work out for you? Do you remember that pretty well? Yeah, that was a good one. Like, you know, I wasn't a guy also to go toe to toe with guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually, guys are bigger than me, but he, I think he's probably around the same size. It was good. You know, I I threw a hit on Rafalski and. Um. Yeah. Same thing, right? I hit him hard, and so he comes, defends his guy, and yeah, it was a nice little scrap. It's cool to have some some memories of stuff like that, you know, like some uh, pictures and and whatnot. Oh, dude, you're you're running a, a Stanley
1: Cup multi-time Stanley, Stanley Cup champ from the Devils, and you're like, someone's probably gonna come after me for this. Yeah, you're, yeah, probably, yeah. you're probably thinking on your way, right? Yeah. I'm going to, you know, just, you know, I'm looking
0: at some hockey DB right now. Voicer, you said you, you had, you led your team one year with the Marlies and Pims, and you weren't yeah, scrapping like, any I, of these guys.
3: Yeah. I had like, I would try like major junior, like my number was always like, try to get to a hundred, try to get to a hundred. Yeah. It was, like Cal, that was back in the day where penalty minutes meant Tens. something. Oh, you yeah. know, you know, you know what I meant? Like you to get on a radar, you needed penalty minutes. Absolutely. Like, you still, like, it's the Andrew Lads, it's the Eric Stall, you know, like Joe Thornton's back in the day, they fucking 100 points and 200 pims, like, this is yeah. just the, what they did. So that was my mentality. It was like, all right, so I, I always varied from, you know, six to eight fights a year and then tried to carry, you know, probably between four and eight in the American League a year. And there's some, you know, as
0: we're going to get into, you know, for our listeners, there's going to be some people that you may have. You cross paths with is there anybody that you know? There's some tough guys in the American League that you know, especially when you were there. Anybody that you you, you know to know what I had there? a
3: lot of respect for, uh, Alex Henry. I don't even remember the name, yeah. So he was, uh, he was a captain in Hamilton. And like, That's I would awesome. take advantage of the fact that like I'm, you know, six feet. I love to say I'm six feet, I'm 5'11. Um, <laughs> but like, I was smaller compared to these big you know hulk and defenseman so i would like and i love to like run guys and you know basically not be like an an agitator out there so i would gap and run them and like because if they turn and fight me you know it doesn't look good on them to fight me so (laughs) anyways i fought alex henry one time and like i don't know if i held my own or whatnot but you know i I always like fighting not to say that I won them, but I love the fact, like the optics of it that I got under their skin enough or did something enough that did your they, they wanted to throw down, and you know I would not turn away to that
1: absolutely that's fucking cool, that's cool, dude,
3: but I had some good like there's there's a good one like i'm I didn't know who Derek Dorset was, oh <laughs> <is the> <laughs> we we dropped them at center, I think Nathan. Nathan Perot fought at center and then the very next, like, I don't even think the puck dropped and in, in the same stoppage of play. And me and Dorsett fought the next one. And yeah, he gave me, he pumped me. Oh God. Yeah. Is that, uh, is it, is it
1: Perot? Is that ice? Uh, Nathan Parrott? Is that the same guy yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah. What, yeah. Was I calling him the wrong thing all the time? Is he a French guy? Perot? I don't know. Yeah. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I know what you're talking about though. He was a yeah. good boy too. He Man. Was a, he was tough. Dude. He was uh he was a monster out there. He was one of those first guys. He came up, he was, he was getting call-ups when like Domi was still out there fighting. I remember, I remember he had a scrap down in Ottawa and it was one of those ones after Domi came up and was kind of like, not bad, like that type of thing. Yeah. Right now, I remember being like, this guy's the next one. He didn't get a, he didn't get a super long look, but uh, that's a good, that's a
3: good name to pull out of the bank. I love that. He was Man, he was so tough. So tough. Big boy, eh? Yeah. Huge. <laughs> huge. Um,
1: let's jump over to, cause we don't, we don't have you for too, too much longer here. Um, I want to cover a little bit about, uh, you know, we don't have to get into how things ended with Toronto, but eventually you, you find yourself on waivers, correct. And you're over to, uh, to the blue jackets. Let's talk a little bit about your time over there.
3: Yeah. I, uh, you know, didn't have a great like finish to Toronto and it just like, the way it works. Right. Like they just had to put me on waivers to make room for someone coming off the IR or whatever. So, you know, I was disappointed Uh, and just went home and was just like, man, like, you know, thought I had a shot of like making it as a career. Like now I'm going back to the Marlies and then, you know, call, talk my agents and they're like, yeah, just, you know, sleep on it, whatever. Because the great thing about going on waivers, though, you had to be on it for, I think it was 24 hours. So you you missed practice the next day, which was the benefit (laughs) of going on waivers. So you never (laughs) had to show off the next day. So it's like you had that grieving period of like 24 hours to, you know, go out and have some beers and sort of drink your sorrow away. There you go. But (laughs) the next morning they call, (laughs) the agents call and they're like, someone's got a claim in for you. I'm like, come on. He's like, yeah, and you're going to like where you're going. (laughs) I'm like, where are we going? Like, you know, like, where are we going? I'm thinking Florida or Florida or (laughs) Canada or somewhere. Like somewhere so nice. Like it'll be Cali. Yeah, you're walking out (laughs) and flip flops in the afternoon. And (laughs) they say, you're going somewhere nice. And then later on, he goes, Columbus just claimed you. Because they were the worst team at the, the worst team at the time. So no one could it, it was going in order of like where the standing oh are. I got gotcha. once Columbus put in the claim, you were claimed by so, them. You couldn't go yeah. anywhere else.
1: Oh but dude, so that's kind of cool. You had a yeah, couple you guys, teams. you had a couple yeah, you had a couple teams going I after think, you. I thought you were saying like your your agent was like a fucking troll and he was like messing with you. No,
3: <laughs> someone no, else yeah, like, you were getting claimed out. So it's like it it'll always be the thing as to like, man, wonder where I would have went. Like you really? don't know, I I think I know, but I'm not I'm not sure enough to come say. Come on, it. come on. Who who do you think? Give us two options. Someone in Florida. Okay, okay. Don't know what team, but I thought it was somewhere in Florida. Yeah, yeah. You could have
1: been you could have been riding shotgun with Stammer in a different life, but that's what that's what it sounds like. <laughs> uh, but then you do. Hey, you're you're probably at the end of the day. You're happy. The NHL dreams continuing. You're moving on to Columbus. Obviously. You they're not in great shape at that time, but, um, who are some of the guys Nash is still kicking around there. I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, and
3: then the Rick Nash oh, okay. went on there at the trade deadline. So when I got picked up on waivers, it was like trade deadline as well. Right. So that's why I was put on waivers as trade deadline or whatever. They are making room for maybe a potential piece coming in. And yeah. So like the first day I got there, um, Rick Nash addressed the group, you know, due to like all the speculations going around that he was getting traded and whatnot. he's like, you know, appalled, like not apologizing to the group, but just like, Hey guys, like I'm here, I'm committed to the group. Sorry for all this distractions whatnot. So yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was different, man. It's like completely different, uh, Columbus to Toronto in terms of like media coverage. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And we weren't very good at the time. So, but I was still in the NHL. I am very grateful to be there. So, you know, th- did I take advantage of my opportunity? Probably not, but I don't know. It was just, it was so different, like mentally too. like, to get into like, I don't know. It was just so different.
1: You didn't even get your number or did you want to get away from 47?
3: No. Uh, Dalton Prout. mm had 47 and he wasn't there, but he was like a notable guy to be called up at the time. Right. So they, they, they said, no. uh <laughs> I could yeah. Couldn't have been that good of a player off waiver to not get the number that I want. So <laughs> oh, fuck. no, that's funny, but I've, uh, yeah. Prouder came up at that year and then known him, over the next year, I think I played in springy. So he was down there at different times during the year as well. So yeah, prouder's a good guy. Love it. Let's do this. We want to, uh,
1: we want to give you a little bit of time here, uh, Daryl. Awesome company that, uh, that you started up with. Well, I don't want to speak for you. I want you to uh, jump in. Let us know about your company, about uh, Shinny and Cole. We're going to link to it. We're going to uh, help put the word out as much as we can. Uh, but yeah, floor is yours, man. we love to hear all about what's keeping you busy. With this company sounds amazing dude. Uh
3: what we are is a, a rink graphics and rink markings company. So we have preassembled kits uh that fit all different sizes of rinks to make your backyard rink feel like a real uh hockey arena. And we're now licensed by all by the NHL and Hockey Canada so you can get all 32 teams uh, in the NHL as your center ice logo and rink marking so yeah we're very excited um we've just done some some sales with with home hardware so in the atlantic canada region you'll be able to get them at uh some of your local home hardwares and nice. yeah it's uh, it's exciting we're just sort of getting into that backyard season so um we're so we're super excited Oh, it's, it's awesome dude hey, where did this idea
1: come from was this your idea or did somebody approach you and say what do you think like what's sort of the background on this
3: well background like a lot of ideas your kids spur you to do things and you as a parent just jump and you know try to accommodate so <laughs> yeah. the kids wanted a uh bleep out the name they wanted a wildcats logo in the back <laughs> in the backyard right yeah so Went to our local print shop. Can we get a Wildcats logo? Well, we can't really do a Wildcats. Well, how about something else? Okay, we'll get, we'll put something together. Get a big, nice big logo for a backyard rink. So I'm like, okay, let's take it to the next level. Like, where, how can I get, let's put some lines on this. So go to the rink, ask our rink attendants. They're like, yeah, we got some extra like paint, paint for the lines here. We got the red, we got the blue. So I take it home about to start painting and i remember uh, a couple of years ago our neighbor uh had a rink and painted it down but once it melted down a bit like it just sort of tracked the paint all over the surface mm, yeah i'm like <clears throat> i went back to the print shop i was like can we uh well how about making lines out of this so just one thing led to another and i've got i don't know if i've got my documents here or not but like i've got pages and pages of me just like <laughs> handwritten things and just like drawings and uh a, like sort of like designing the kits within a certain like uh dimensions of the yeah, material yeah. so yeah now we've uh, we've sort of we've got all the kinks worked out and now we've got our three packages which are uh it's called the warm up kit and the warm up kit consists of one goalie crease two face-off dots, a 20-foot blue line, and then either our branded logo at the blue line, like in advertising, or yeah, right. NHL or Team Canada logo inside the blue line. And then our game kit consists of two goalie creases, uh, four face-off dots, a 25-foot red line, and a big center ice logo, just like, like you see this, our logo. There here. it is. Beauty, Love beauty. It. So that would be our your center ice logo for our branded kits. And yeah. for an NHL kit, it would say, let's say the Toronto Maple Leafs around it with yeah. a leaf in the middle. Sick. And then our all-star kit consists of the whole package, the whole shebang. You got 30-foot uh, blue lines, 30-foot red lines, 30-foot uh, goal lines, two goalie creases, and four face-off dots. So it's like the whole package. And the great That's thing awesome. is yeah the great thing about it is that these are all reusable so let them melt at the end of the season dry them out and you're good to go wow. for the next year sustainable amazing yeah
1: love it love it love so that. little little it's really passion cool. project blows up sounds like it's really uh hitting the stride now and yeah listeners you're gonna be hearing a lot about Shiny and co um we're gonna be proud to uh put the name out as much as we possibly can and uh, do what we can for, uh, for you and the team there boys for sure. So uh, anything we can do, you just let us know. Appreciate um, it. Really, really appreciate it boys. That was amazing, buddy. Um, great chatting with you. Like Cal says, we'd love to have you back on uh, in the future, get some more great stories out of you. Keep in touch. You know, the company's blowing up and uh, just a huge thanks pal. Really, uh, really appreciate it, man.
3: No problem. I appreciate it. And good luck on the, uh, yeah. Appreciate the ride because you know what? Uh, sometimes you don't remember these little moments in time uh, when things are beginning because that's where, you, you know, it's just like the company or like playing in the NHL. It's it's so fast and it, it gets to a point so quickly that uh, the grind that you put in at the, at the start is uh, is going to be all worth it. So good luck to know fl- Flamingo hockey. Buddy, love. We just got uh, we just got
1: a sample of uh, Coach Boyce right there. I felt it, and it uh, yeah. it, gave, it gave me the tingles, the hair standing up on the arms, boys. I'm feeling good. You
3: can't get on the PP though. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah if, if someone helps time my skates, he might he uh, might change your tune. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, thanks, boys. That was awesome.